This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Up, up, and away we go with episode number 208 of the Clay Young Show here on podcast225.com and on the Apple Podcast app. Well, a hurricane is in the Gulf as we record this week's episode. We are back off of a two-week break. Part one of our conversation on the O.J. Simpson saga was a hit, got a lot of great feedback, and we were going to do that show this week, and I was hoping to do the discussion we're going to have today next week. Well, life can sometimes happen. As Detective Lang, although retired, is still a very active guy, and, well, blew up one of his wheels. In non-athletic terms, he had a leg and has a leg injury, and so it kind of put him on the shelf for a few days. And uh, we spoke on Monday. We were supposed to record this episode Tuesday of this week, as we are talking to you today. Today's Thursday, as we record. And he called me that morning. It was early, <laughs> and he explained it to me. Told me what was happening. And uh, number one, he's going to be okay. Uh, but we pushed it back so he can get adjusted to all of that. And our goal is to get into that next week. The car chase, the low-speed car chase, and everything that went on around that. If you recall, when Simpson was on the phone inside of the Bronco with the detective, that detective is Tom Lang, or was Tom Lang. And he will talk about that. But then the hours leading up to that, the days leading up to that. There were some things that happened in there that you may have missed. People enjoy this, this discussion. And so part two is coming. It's going to be a week delayed or a couple of weeks delayed, but that's good. Just builds the anticipation for this to be a really, really good discussion. And that's what we're going to have today, a really, really good discussion with Aishala Burgess, who is the executive director of Truce. She will exp- explain to you what Truce is She's also an assistant district attorney in East Baton Rouge Parish. So she's coming at the issue of impacting the lives of people in the city and specifically young people from two opposite angles. But they work together. And she's an impressive person. And she will tell you about truce. There is a lot going on with that organization. And I'm telling you, for people who want to know how I can get involved... Truce is a really good option. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. 
Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on Podcast 225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. This is the Clay Young Show. Back with Aisha Burgess, who is an assistant district attorney with uh, Hiller Moore's office here in East Baton Rouge Parish, the 19th JDC, but she is also the executive director of Truce. Good morning. So let's talk about Truce. Now, you've been here before. The last time you were here, you were here with Hiller. Yes. And for some reason, this time is better. I just can't say why. <laughs> but let's talk about Truce. What is Truce for someone who doesn't know? Okay, Truce is our community-led nonprofit Mm -hmm. where we help young people 14 to 24 that may be involved in groups or gangs in our city. Um, They may be on probation or parole, both Mm -hmm. juvenile and or adult. Or they may just be a young person that's disconnected from society and resources. So maybe they dropped out of school, life happened, um, and they're just trying to find their way back into society, into a normal life path. And so we help with that. And one of the straight out things to say about this is the organization does deal with kids that are often that people often don't want to have to be bothered right right i I don't know any other way to say it but right i mean you're absolutely correct like most people the kids that we are dealing with most people probably have getting given them kind of like a passage off yep they've been written off no one wants to deal with them they they won't change Mm -hmm. um it's nothing you can do um to help them and that's pretty much a challenge that um, we're willing to take on. And our kids are doing well. So as we sit and record this interview uh, a week ago, Tuesday, yes, you were with the mayor, the sheriff, the police chief and some other community leaders there at, at a conversation about crime. Yes. And. It was interesting because, you know, you talked about truce and, and you and I talked, if not after that was over the next day, yeah. about the response you got from people in the audience because they actually heard examples of things that the organization is doing. I personally did uh, a news piece this week, yes. I think Tuesday again, talking about truce and, and yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. There are lots of people who are in the category of, I really would love to do something, but I don't know what to do. I'm not familiar with the areas where most of this is happening. I have no nexus between my life and that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody like that is listening, what do you tell them? I will tell them um, if you want to be involved, we host an array of community Mm -hmm. events all the time. Mm -hmm. One of our biggest events is um, our meet and greets, our neighborhood meet meet and greets. Um, When the weather's great, (laughs) we're usually walking a neighborhood monthly. Sometimes it's been hot as hell and we still go do it. (laughs) And we're going to still be out there. But that's the best way that I can invite anyone where anyone can get involved. We post it. You will. Mm -hmm. You can see it on our Instagram page, which is truce um, underscore BR. Or you can follow us on www.callatrucebr.org. 
And all of that information is there. But I think that's the easiest way for just the community. Just come out, walk, meet people, yep. see see their neighborhoods, because it would definitely give you a new perspective on life and mm-hmm. a new perspective perspective on who the individuals that live um, in those uh, communities, who they really are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When people come out with this and we've how many have we done? We've done 14. 14. So, mm-hmm. And we started in the fall of 2017. Yes. And so we went through the back end of that year. And then last year, and then, of course, we've done three or four cities, uh, three or four areas already this year. Yes. Every time somebody comes out for the first time, they always say a couple of the same things. And But the most popular among what they say is, man, these are good people. Like, they enjoy meeting the people. Yes. But, and that's a perspective you don't often get by right. looking at the, the TV news or reading the newspaper, is that there are people who live in those tough situations who aren't the ones breaking the law. Yes. And so... What's your what's your thought about the way those areas are perceived? Um, generally, I'm I'm a little upset because if you think of seven zero eight zero five, the one thing you're going to hear about that area, oh my God, it's the most violent yeah. zip code in our city. Yeah. It's nothing we can do. Seven zero eight zero five, they've been that zip code. It's yep. always been a high crime area. It's nothing. It's nothing we can do. As long as I've been living in Baton Rouge, that's the stigma that 70805 always right. had. Right. But once you walk there, those individuals have the same desires as you would have if that's you lived right. in Shenandoah, yep. if you lived off of Highland or Perkins. They all want a great quality of life. For just some like people, they us. just need yeah. they just need a little help. And for a lot of them, they're comfortable there. Yep. They want to be there. This yep. is my community. Yep. Um, and so I encourage people to come out because I'm always frustrated. <laughs> my assignment from, from the district attorney's office and crime strategies was 70805. Yeah. So I have a real, real passion and I really take offense when I hear people say that that's a zip code that that we should forget about. Yeah, and I just don't see no, that. I don't, I don't believe that either. And, and you know, we, we you talk about the young men and how they engage you. I think it was maybe oof, going on two months ago. We had dinner with them. Yeah. Um, gosh, it seemed like time blows by. That it's was back so in May. Yes. We took him to Doze Eat Place yes, with Scott Overby. Does. And we got a chance to talk to those young men. And it really is a, a reflection of them not feeling like they have many other options. Right. And I think for a lot of people whose children have multiple options and sometimes they choose the wrong one, right. which can happen because, he, you know, you're human. But a lot of these kids, they only have one option. Yes. This life is all there is for them. Yes. It's either this life death or jail yes that's what they really believe that's exactly what they believe and um unfortunately for them that's all they can see Mm -hmm. for some of them life happened you know i'm 18 years old maybe i picked up a drug charge now i'm a felon so that's knocking out a lot of um get a good job you can't get a good job not educated if you're trying to go back to school you're gonna have a very hard time if you're able to receive financial aid especially if it's a drug charge um, and we we just don't have that many business owners um, willing to give a young person a second chance. And yeah. I understand for some people, violent crimes, I understand you may not. Right. You may not just because of the nature of your work. Mm-hmm. But some felonies aren't always violent. So I've always been challenging our business owners and anybody else that's listening. Just take an opportunity. Give them an right. interview. See who right. they are. Don't write them off by seeing that they have been arrested or convicted of a felony. Have a conversation. Give them a second chance. Mm-hmm. Because one thing they're going to do, they're going to go back to what they know and yep. if selling drugs is what they know that's what they're going to do unfortunately so one of the kids without saying his name right is a young man 
who rides his bicycle yes. to a fast food food restaurant, he, yes. you know, where he works. And he was talking about that. Like, mm-hmm. and you're talking about the end of May, early June. It's hot. It's hot. And he says, you know, he works almost every day and he, and, and he, and I'm thinking, see, that's an example of a work ethic. Yes. And somebody who's trying yes. to do something right for himself. Yes. Why did, why don't you think these kids get the benefit of the doubt from the system, not necessarily individuals out there and specifically, you know, agencies that are created to try to give them a chance. We, we see what we do as an organization. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people out there standing with us not not of the not on the government side like in the community there are more people than we can count who who are in the trenches yeah yeah i mean why is it so hard to give these kids a shot you know that's what i've been trying to figure out i don't know if it's it's the fear of what they may get i don't know if they're afraid that um the child may revert and it will be a reflection on their company Mm. i'm not sure i've really been trying to figure to figure that out because our kids are really 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 struggling and they want to do they want to do they want to do better they don't want to go to jail they they don't or die yeah but for some of them it's survival mode you know my mom is working two and three jobs Mm -hmm. miss Ashla. i now have a kid of my own and i have to feed them because guess what if i don't pay child support i'm going to jail anyway right so they're kind of like in a catch-22 right where i have to work i have to make money to stay out of jail but sometimes the means for yeah. me to make money will yeah. land me in jail. Right. So they're kind of in a catch 22. And I think if people would see a young person and not judge them, mm-hmm. if you saw someone in your neighborhood and maybe the, their pants are sagging or maybe they're in a well, white. That's what beater, they know. But if you have a conversation with them, Clay, you, you would see they are smart, yeah. smart kids. We just have to be willing to meet them where they are. The what, what was the story about the one kid who said he had been shot six times? Yes. Uh, Steve, my buddy Steve, you know Steve, we, we yeah. were talking about that. And so I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I had the story retold to me a couple times because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of us in that space. Yes. And he said he just thought, I can't repeat it exactly the way he <laughs> said because I kicked the lady in the room. But it's he was like, man, six times? And just thinking about, now this kid couldn't have been any more than 23. Right. Oh, yeah. He's probably 21 now. 2021 he's very young so you can't baby him he's experienced things in life that a lot of people will never have to experience right right. you know knock on wood i've never been shot and so i don't know i don't know what that is six times multiple surgeries what's your philosophy well let me say this first i won't put you on the spot okay (laughs) i don't think that there is with the exception of uh, some kid who's done something that is over-the-top sexually mm-hmm. deviant, yeah. like, you know, abused some little kid or mm-hmm. raped a young woman or something like that. That mm-hmm. that 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 falls outside of the circle of, of what we're trying to do because that right. could be about something else. Yes, yes, yes. But as it relates to violence and some of the things that they do, I think that each of these kids should get a shot. I don't I think do. I don't think that there's any kid, with the exception of the stuff I talked about, mm-hmm. who is so bad we should say, nah, not interested. I absolutely agree. I think every child deserves an opportunity to. And do we're that. talking children. We're not talking about 27, 28 year yeah, old no, men. Yeah, I'm talking about children and some of the choices that they made. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we should write off a kid. Yeah. I don't think that we should ever say, "Oh my God, no, this is a kid that we will not help." Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen right. as it relates to what we're doing yeah. at Truce. Because for what's the I've, point? I've then? seen it. Yes, and I've seen it so many times. That one conversation that he may have.
time with you, Clay, mm -hmm. or any one of our other board members may be life changing right. for him. You never, ever never know, know what you can say. And for that kid that may be, oh, my God, he's too street. We can't do anything with him. He may have an impact on another child. And That's he right. may see that change when it may say, oh, light bulbs going he off. Maybe I need conduit. to do something different. Well, you know, A.B., we were when we were talking right before everybody, everybody got a chance to eat at the thing at Doe's yeah. and I wasn't going to say anything and it was just on me because I was so I was so happy about what we were doing yeah. it just I just felt like man this is this is the kind of investment I'm glad to be a part of thank you for your time and, and well if everybody but you know and then I'm going to get to the the hard work that you do but I remembered talking to them and telling them about making choices and I remember saying you guys cannot say that no one has given you a chance or right. that no one has cared about you because we're all here on this hot Friday night yeah. <laughs> after a long week yeah. because y'all matter. Right. And when I was talking to them, they were all like, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Very yes, respectful. sir. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it is in them. It is. You just got to give them a shot. It is. And it's so crazy looking at that, the group, especially our young people that we work with at Terra. They went from not wanting to talk to us <laughs> at all. And we're like, it's fine. But we're showing up every day. Well, look, and, and that mattered. It and, really does. And Captain Rodney Walker. Who, oh, my God. Who, who missed his second calling as a part-time <laughs> <He> comedian. <did. laughs> uh, and, you know, he was talking. When, when, when Rodney got up there, he was talking about how the kids reacted to him being in law enforcement yes. and the distance that they've traveled. Now, to put that in context, you're not talking about him saying, I met y'all five years ago, and five years ago y'all went from this place to now. You're talking about a matter of a months, sometimes mm -hmm. weeks, yeah. for him to just have an impact on them. Yes. That's another part of truce that we don't talk about a whole right. lot is the bridge building between these young people and the community with law enforcement. Yes. Talk and about so that that's a, a big thing for us. So Captain Rodney Walker, um, who is the commander of our street crimes team for mm -hmm. the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office, which is called SCAT. Um, he works with me. So he's in the schools every Wednesday um, at Terra High. He's at Truce all the time. Mm -hmm. And his major role is to make sure that they understand that there is a job for law enforcement, right. but you should not be afraid. And let's right. have open dialogue. And what I appreciate about Captain Walker is that he allows them to be absolutely honest. honest. If they want to say, look, this is why I don't like you. <laughs> this is what happened to me. Then it's a conversation. Right. And so he's able to spin it to where... So put yourself in my position and this happened. And then right. they're like, oh, okay. Right. And for so <laughs> every day we're there, some of them are still like, I really don't have a great appreciation for law enforcement. But Captain Walker, you're different <laughs> because you're nice. And so it's just allowing them and he encourages them to have those conversations with other guys in law enforcement so you can see the difference. And one thing we're doing every summer, uh, we have what we call Beat the Heat, mm -hmm. our law enforcement officer day. And we're going to different parks in your neighborhood, um, pop-up events where we're bringing a DJ. We have footballs, basketballs, mm -hmm. and we have games for you to play. We have snacks. And so it's your opportunity to engage with the law enforcement officer, have that conversation. Um, and it's amazing the difference that it will make in a young person's life to see, well, maybe that officer isn't bad. Because right. for a lot of our young people, they hear what's going on at home. Right. Where the parents are all law enforcement officers mm -hmm. are crazy. And then the conversation on social media, too. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then they're able to say, well, you're not really, you know, you're not really that bad. Yeah. Um, but it's it's important for outside of law enforcement officers and the community to have an honest dialogue. Mm -hmm. No offense. Take what they say. Listen and explain. And that will go a long, long way. And the law enforcement officers are walking with us on the meet yep. and greets. Have yep. that conversation yep. with them there. You have an opportunity and they do it. to see them. And they're coming out yep. and they are 
they are there. So we are working really hard to to bridge that gap. I really want the community involved because one thing we can say about truth is that we are very community led. No question. And we want your opinion. If it's no something question. that you want to see that we're not doing, by all means, let us know. We are very, very, very open. I think when we started with the first meet and greet, and, and if you're not familiar with Baton Rouge, it's in the zip code area. Ashla talked about, but it was in an area called Brookstown. Yes. And maybe after the first two or three, the naysayers yes. were out there calling it, they called it a photo op. Yes. It's like, you know, it wasn't going to last long. And then now we are <laughs> moving to tw- uh, by the time this year is over with, we will have done 20 of these. Oh, yes, for sure. And nobody says that anymore. No. And I don't think they get that somebody like a Jeff LaDuff. Yes. Somebody like an Aisha Burgess, a Clay Young, a Stephen Atkins, uh, and a Scott Overby mm-hmm. at Doze, uh, Jill, Jill Garner yes. with Manners of the Heart. Shout All these people Manners who are heart. coming out yeah. there, it's because we are of the doer category yep. as opposed to the talker category yeah. and when you come out you said the, the easiest thing you could do is just come and walk with us that's it that's it it's easy you may sweat a little bit but it's, it's all free. good you get your steps in it's free <laughs> get a good workout how, how many times have we been out and people in the community have told us y'all need to go and knock on that door because we don't think those kids are going to be able to eat tonight every day every every single every solitary walk yes to the point where one one guy came out and asked if we would be able to adopt that family for Thanksgiving, which we did. Yeah. And we would like to say, and while we're on this podcast, thank you to Tony Seafood for everything Tony, they gave my us. My man, Bill. Yeah. He looks out for us. <laughs> he definitely does. He's <laughs> always there when we call. And um, he really and truly um, blessed that family. But, and you know, you think about Bill Pizzolatto with what he's doing in North Baton Rouge. Yes. He could move Tony's anywhere. Yes. But he's committed to that community. And he is. We can call him. We're walking. He's like, hey, what do you need? <laughs> the boudin balls are always a hit. Um, so we're very grateful for those community partners that are engaged and, and they want to be involved in the community. Maybe they can't walk, but they're right. willing to give something to right. be a part of what we're doing in a give back. What about the the, the snowball guy? The, oh, Wally Godet. Wally Godet. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Talk about a hit. Yes. His, his, okay, so Kona Ice is a plug for you guys. Um, you can pour your own flavor. That's right. His truck, you you can get him from him in the truck, <laughs> or he has a little thing on the side yes. where you can make it yourself. And he has music. He's got music going. So, what's, what's the officer's name who's always dancing in the truck? Kyle Callahan. Kyle Cam- <laughs> Callahan. And I finally learned Kyle's nickname. I won't say it here. I know. We will leave that. <laughs> and uh, Scott Overby got to drive that one time, too. Yes. I was like, what the hell are you doing in this snow cone truck? But yes. no, so he's there. Todd Graves has given us food. Yes. And then, you know, Patrick, Patrick will go Bernhard he'll go yes. and buy up a bunch of food because yes. uh, chicken nuggets are also a hit with the kids. the kids love the chicken nuggets they love McDonald's um and one time um we had great cupcakes and that was a hit so yeah he always finds I never the knew there best were, cu- well, there were cupcakes out there yeah we had cupcakes that. in uh Scotlandville I don't remember any cupcakes yeah. I'm glad I didn't see the cupcakes so why do you Gourmet care so cupcakes. why do you Too care late. so much about this work um, I love, absolutely love my kids. I spend majority of my career in juvenile. And I really think that my passion for young people happened a long time ago. But um, of course, I'm a graduate of the Xavier University in New Orleans. <laughs> the best to exist. Um, <laughs> Easy now. Okay, go ahead. You're the guest. Go ahead. And, um, and as part of our community service um, for graduation, mm-hmm. um, we 
didn't want to do your normal. We're going to go paint a school. We're going to go sweep the grounds, pick up trash. Um, so one guy started what we called Home for Homework. Okay. And we started that in the St. Bernard projects. We literally set up in the middle of the St. Bernard's housing development. Mm. And we would tutor kids. Um, and people thought we were crazy. Uh, we had a bus, Xavier with buses there. Um, and then we watched young people. And that's where it came from for me to where I actually changed my major from pre-med um, to uh, law school mm -hmm. um, because I watched so many young people. They were getting caught up in the system. They were coming in to tell me things that were going on. Um, and initially I thought that, oh, this is great. I'm going to be this defense attorney and I'm going to help young people. Of course, then you go to law school and you think, oh, I'm going to make a whole lot of money and I'm going to do corporate law. Um, but I started in juvenile clinic. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it kind of changed everything I thought um, I would do with the rest of my life. How so? And because um, I watched young people, we were able to, with a managing attorney, um, represent young people in court as a third year law student. And just to listen to the conversations and we're talking to them and you're like, God, they didn't wake up, brush their teeth and say, I'm going to commit this particular crime. You hear the struggle. You, you hear that I have to eat. Like I watched kids come in on theft charges because they're stealing meat from the grocery stores yeah. um and so it just changed kind of what i wanted but it changed me to want to be on the front side i found the defense side no no problems with defense attorneys sure um i just felt like i'd have a greater impact on the front end um because mm. i take that job so serious with the signature of my name right. as an assistant district attorney i can change your life forever yep um and I take that serious. I read yep. every police report that came in before I decided uh, to charge a young person. Mm -hmm. And I love the juvenile system in that we weren't very adversarial. We were all there for a purpose, and that was to help a young person. Mm -hmm. um, and so now doing, doing this work, I just believe that but for, you know, grace and mercy, yep. your parental support system, yep. we all could have been there. I said that the other <laughs> day, and, and somebody there. was, I, I listened to some criticism after the, the chief talked and people want people, everybody's looking for someone to blame. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that is why I recoil from so many conversations mm -hmm. because I said we could sit in a two hour symposium on why children are hungry mm -hmm. or we could spend two hours making sandwiches and feed kids. Yes. That's where I'm going to be. Right. And I think that we have to ask that question. Oh, we are so busy. Like, oh, look at that kid. What did he do? But no one asked, you know, what happened to him? Why and, is he doing that? And those are the questions that we ask. Well, what and, happened? What do you need? What can we do yeah. to make life better, better for you? And that's what I love about what what we're doing. And, you know, the not to be confused on the when someone is is at a place where they need to be in, an, in a cage, where they need to be in jail. Oh, definitely. You do your job there, yes, too. Yes, for sure. But I do think that, when, and we're talking specifically about young people, they get to a place in the road that any person, all of us, like you said, <laughs> but for the grace of God, mm -hmm. you know, any of us could be there. And we just want them to know, hey, there is another option. Yes. For instance, when we do what's called the call-in, yes. and we bring in... These kids who are some kids who are in the system already come mm -hmm. into the courtroom and then some kids who are on the bubble before they cross over to the other side, yes. they come into a courtroom and a bunch of us talk with them mm -hmm. and we just say, look, here are here are some things available to you if you want to get out. Right. Because we know who you are. Mm -hmm. 
So there is always an effort to try to give the kids the option. Now, if the kid is hell bent on not doing anything but causing trouble and killing people, then he's made that choice. He's made that choice. Yes. But there. But but if you don't do this, if mm-hmm. you don't give these kids an option, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you you really create a problem for yourself. And we're yes. seeing it right now. Yes. Yes, you do. And one thing I love about the call in um is that they're able to see people that could have been. Oh, yeah. So we had the doctors from Pulse of Perseverance. They were amazing. And so they talk about how we were doing stuff. We just didn't get arrested. Right. And before seeing something happen in my life, I decided, okay, maybe I need to do this whole med school. I, I remember the first time I saw him and Jeff and I were talking about it, uh, LaDuff. And we were talking about the kids' faces when those guys put their smocks yeah, on. Yeah, they thought they were like rappers or something. And when they put their do- their, their doctor's jackets on, it's like, no, these are actual yeah. medical doctors yeah. who left that lifestyle yes. and went and got a medical degree, yes. and now they do this. Yes. And when kids see that, it's like, wow. Now, for a lot of them, they're going to go, well, I'm not going to go to medical school, but, but I could do something better. Right. And just to understand that, you know, college isn't for everybody. No. But here are the other avenues. And that's what we want to open their eyes to. And op- I mean, and be supportive of that. Like I have one young man. I promise you he just wants to cut grass. <laughs> and I am very supportive of that. Hey, that listen, is it for him. You, you He's can, like, this look, is what I want to do. You, you can, can make own a your lot. landscaping yes, company. Yes. I yes. have a neighbor who owns a pretty big one. So <laughs> yes. anybody scoffing. Yes. Nobody laughs at that anymore. There was a long time. It's like, hey, you want to do what? Uh, it's not so much. Not so yeah, funny anymore. Right? right. Especially because we have fewer and fewer winter days here. We we're moving towards two seasons. Yes. Cool and really hot yes. not much cold and and i think it's good so a, a little bit more about truce okay. so we have some people who donate to the organization mm-hmm. all right but if someone listening is saying i want to be able to support this mm-hmm. a tell them how they can and and then b tell them where their money will go okay so if there's anybody that would like to be um, supportive of truth, we're always taking financial yep. contributions. Because we spend it on these kids. Because everything goes to the kids. Yep. So we are paying, um, because we don't have transportation, mm-hmm. a van available, our driver, um, we th- we're taking away barriers. Yeah. So we're we're paying for an Uber to pick them up, yep. to bring them to all appointments, yep. um, to bring them to job interviews, mm-hmm. um, to bring them to apply for their tweet card. Yeah. So we're making sure that transportation is um it's not an issue for right. them so that's a barrier we're paying for them if there's um, a need of a driver's license um and the great thing about our young people that was working they pay for half we pay for the other yep. half just to show um responsibility that way um these certifications are expensive that right. the children will need yep. um and they need them for employment especially if they're doing any type of construction or mm-hmm. plant work so we we pay for we pay for that uh, we pay for bus passes right. um if there's any type of evaluations that medicaid may not pay for that a child may need um, we take that cost on um as well everything in the community from the snacks we provide the water we provide on the walks um we pay for which that. is a big deal a lot too. right and we've learned that a lot of our children um they're not eating three times a day like we are um so we try to make sure that we have snacks or water or something that they can probably pop in the microwave in the office if they're going to be there a long period of time maybe looking for jobs mm-hmm. so every every cent that's sent into truth is um it's handled for our young people I just and i go back to something i said earlier ab that if we don't 
if we don't give these young men, mm-hmm. and it's some young ladies too that we've impacted, but if yes. we don't give these young men another option, and there's some people who think, well, you know, it's not my problem. I don't run into that. So you can't say that anymore because right. unless you never leave your house right. and, and never go to a grocery store, and again, we're talking about the young people because those those are the ones that we target the most. I guess anywhere from early teens to probably 22, 23 years old, I still consider that a kid. Right. And I still consider that somebody who still has to, they're still just figuring it out. Right. A, a quick story I told some time ago about us doing one of our cleanups. Yeah. So the, the actually the first time we did a cleanup, we went to Brookstown. Yes. And there are people kind of, wondering why why are y'all cleaning up people's yards like no we walked and saw empty lots Mm -hmm. that had broken glass high grass kids are playing out there these ditches have all kinds of debris that uh, that had been there since the flood of 2016 so over a year no telling what was living under that crap and so we went out and cleaned empty lots the most amazing thing is we're out there about 45 minutes and then the people started coming out yep and bringing stuff to the street and mowing their lawns. So we didn't do anything with the exception of Hiller being pranked by <laughs> Jeff LaDuff c- cutting that man's yard with a weed eater. Yeah, that's <laughs> we didn't do that. And I just think people see us coming mm-hmm. and now they come outside. It's a big yeah. thing now. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's when we show up in an area and walk and knock on doors and meet people, I can't tell you how many times I've carried little babies to get, you know, the yeah. little snow cones yeah. and get that crap all over my, sh- I don't care. I love it yes. because you want them to be able to say, man, these people came to just love on us. Yes, and they're asking when we're coming back. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time. So you have any idea where we're going first? So we, we did uh, O'Neill Light. Nope, we did Old South Baton Rouge last time. Mm-hmm. So when was the last time we were in Brookstown? Have we done them this year? We have not. We got to hit Brookstown up yeah, again. Yeah, so we we're thinking we're probably going to hit the neighborhood of uh, Brookstown or... Um, our Dixie for Dixie, love it yeah. for our next um, fall start. So be on the Which lookout is, for that date. Well, I mean mm-hmm. that's sooner. That's sooner rather than later. I mean it's the middle of July now, and so we'll be putting it out there. And, and I always tell people to come, just come out there, just walk with us, just see. A lot of people cry. Some grown yes. men are yes. out there crying because they they. If you have a heart and you see people who are in a tough situation. And they really don't want to be. They mm-hmm. want to do better mm-hmm. in spite of what people think that oh, they, they don't want to do any. Just come out there. Walk one time. I, I encourage everyone. <laughs> if you walk with us one time, you are going to be in it. And it's win. not a freaking march. It's not. We're not marching. We're not judging people. No. We're loving on them. We're <laughs> asking it. them, how are they doing? <laughs> we're not talking about criminal activity. We're not talking about your charges. Um, well, most and it's of the a people... conversation that starts. They may say, why I'm living here. They may mm-hmm. say, this property has been blighted forever. It's right. breeding crime, That's which is information. Yeah, which is information we want because we're able to relay that information mm-hmm. to the powers that be to at least get the ball rolling on removing some of that pro- that blighted property. I mean, there was an apartment complex, I won't say where, that we, yeah. on one of our walks we got a chance to see something that I mean was about as bad as you can see. Yeah. And based upon that Monday afternoon, within days we got some things done. And we, we made it really clear as a group and with the people who are out there, now you're gonna fix this. Yeah. People shouldn't live like this. People shouldn't live like mm-hmm. that. I mean we've had we've gone into areas that didn't have street lights. And I don't mean they had posts with no lights. They had no 
posts, Post. no polls, nothing. nothing. There was just, just and so when it when it's dark outside, people shouldn't live like that, I man. Yeah. Hell, if in, in in most neighborhoods, if the street, if the bulb is out on the street light, people raise hell. I yeah. know they would in my subdivision. Yeah. So imagine people having little kids and it's pitch black and you are literally 200 yards away from where people are shooting. Yes. That's the other thing. <laughs> you you get alerts about gunfire yes. and things that happen mm-hmm. in this town. Yeah. These boys can't shoot. No. Knock on wood. <laughs> they can't shoot. But why do you think this gun culture among young men has spiked? Mm Because it's always been there. It's been there for 40 years. Everybody, Mm -hmm. the guns are just, they just can do more now. But why why do you think it is where it is right now? Like listening to a lot of our young people, for some of them, it started with, I've been shot at or I have been shot. And so they feel a need out of fear to to carry mm-hmm. weapons all the time not necessarily that i want to use it but just in case and so now i found instead of fighting mm-hmm. no one's fighting anymore no, they shoot <laughs> they, they will shoot. shoot you yeah no question um and so i think it's a big thing now because everything goes live yep. i'm on instagram live i'm social media live we're going live world star <laughs> and so for some of them they think if i shoot this gun if someone sees me with the gun then some kind of way i'm i'm gaining some type of street credibility i get a million likes on on facebook um a lot of them want to be rappers so they think this is what they need to do and so right now it's just a mindset change i can't get it's it a mi- <laughs> it's I'm a sure, mindset change i'm sure i'm sure bluebell ice cream is wishing social media would go away it's it's here it's here <laughs> you I see kids and they're like, I didn't even realize someone was uh, recording me. They record everything. They record everything you're doing. Everything they. So okay, finally here, if people want to follow Truce on the gram or wherever, how can they find you? Yes, yeah, so we're on Instagram, Truce underscore br. <laughs> and then this is this is this is Miss No Social Media. None. This is I'm trying, this, guys. The, I'm the, trying. The irony of you. <laughs> I had to learn it all. You know, my kids are helping me. Let me say, this is how you post. So I'm getting better. So if you follow us and you see something you like, give me a shout out because it's me. I'm learning, guys. I am not on social media. I knew nothing about social media. That's great. Um, and I'm learning how to post. I'm learning how um, to put stuff on have an you Instagram yet? story. Have you done a selfie yet? I have. And, Get my, out. and I'm horrible at it. Get like, out. I look at selfies. I'm like, wow, that's so nice and so pretty. That's because they take 50 pictures. You'll see people posing and doing it 20 right. times. Like, oh, no, and Clay, no, no, no. there's this thing called have... a filter. So you can change yourself. It gives you makeup. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is crazy. It gives you makeup? Yeah, makeup takes away your blemishes wow, it's wow. like the coolest um there you go. the coolest thing but one other thing just to shout it go ahead but also just a way for the community to get involved um truce um in conjunction with 94.1 the sheriff's office ebrda baton rouge police department um we're putting on our second annual hoop fest yes august the 24th so if you have skills <laughs> and you have a three-on-three tournament or a three-on-three team and you want to play as an individual because we will put you on a team. Or if you already have a three-on-three basketball team and you think that you are the best, we are looking for our next MVP. Shout out to our MVP last year, which was Jeremy Reshort from Livonia High School. That kid was amazing. Um, and so we're putting that back on. And Livonia, it's going to be point at the... Parish. And he Jamie, was great, guys. Jamie and St. Cyr. Toby is the head coach over there. I've that got, yeah. kid was yeah. jumping 
overhead. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is amazing. He was our um, MVP for that. Didn't um, the Chief play in a basketball game? Did Murphy play in one of the games three on three? He did not, but all of our law enforcement officers, which is another way we're bridging the gap, they are the referees and the oh. scorekeepers. Wait a minute. So y'all gave have, Mac a whistle? Yes. McGarner had, had a whistle? And all of the SCAD team had whistles, and they took – their jobs very serious guys the referees were I was, listen hell i was just getting serious. ready to say i want to come out there and referee you some can come, come on they, it's a serious game um they kept their whistles so i'm sure we're gonna buy more whistles well yeah that's the um, thing because you know i'm no 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 you gotta have your own whistle yeah and Ooh. last year shout out to all the the college coaches that came out to support um, oh, yeah. the event. Uh, Coach Will Wade was there from LSU. Um, Nick, I wonder if he there. knows about it. I was just talking about something else uh, concerning him yesterday. I may send along yeah. to him that. Uh, yeah, that they this all was were there. On. Southern's basketball coach. It was yeah. just a great event. The kids really enjoyed hearing from them at the beginning. Yep. Um, they gave very um, inspiring um, speeches to our young people yep. just to continue on. In, in your sport. And yep. so we're taking girls and boys ages 18, 8 to 18, I'm sorry. Um, come out and play. The registration link is the same as last year. Um, you can see it on our Facebook page. Thank right. you to Clay Young for our <laughs> the great graphics for our uh, flyer. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. We're handing them out at all back-to-school events that we are going to be a part of. Um, you said at, this um, is the second one, right? Yes. How, how long it's, How long does it take you to put this together? Um, we've been... Putting it the, the first time, it took us a few months okay. to put um, together. Um, we've had maybe two meetings um, thus far. Um, shout out to Leroy um, Hollins. Um, he's been great mm-hmm. with putting and planning um, our event cause, because I knew nothing about putting together brackets for a tournament. And mm-hmm. it's a seamless effort but um, it's a big deal it's a big deal and even if you're you don't register for lack of computers you can walk up right we are not turning anyone right around um Leroy was so gracious last year Clay I think he changed the brackets a million times because kids were walking up yeah. and he didn't care he did and not you know, care and you know for every young man in that room or in that gym, that facility, because it's at the Team Autoplex, right? Yes. Uh, on Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. All of those young men in there doing that mm-hmm. were not out doing anything. Something different. And that's tr- the you know, goal. Trouble Criminal work. Arts, and yeah. That's it. That's the point. Yep. I was thinking, and maybe it's too late now because fall is about eight weeks away, it, mm-hmm. it appears. A flag football thing. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be that would be fun. I mean, and, and it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's maybe too short notice to put it on now mm-hmm. but there's some places around town where you could do that where these kids do that that way nobody's hitting anybody yeah. uh, and and the kids can come out and run a little bit but i love this and so we've got the community meet and greets coming up we've got the hoop, hoop fest coming up what else we have our gun buyback um which talk about is, that a little um, bit yeah, so our gun buyback is going to be held uh, July 27th mm-hmm. um, from 8 to noon, and it's going to be at New Hope Baptist Church uh, where Pastor Cyrus um, is the leading pastor there. Yeah. And it's an opportunity um, if you you found a gun, um, if it's an old gun, yeah. um, we are not asking any questions um, at all. You can turn it in and receive um, right. a gas card um, for the gun. So it's just an opportunity to get weapons. How successful off the- is that? It's been very successful in really? the past. Yes. Hmm. Um, this last time we had um, one, we probably collected over 40, 
40 guns. Before that, we've been in the higher numbers of like 68, 70, 80, over 100 guns. Um, But last the last time we had a gun buyback, it kind of fell with all your Christmas parades. Um, And so we're just on your way to a back to school event. You can stop by New Hope and turn in a weapon, and yep. there's no questions asked. There's so much work that needs to be done, and, and the people doing the work are in such small number compared to those complaining. And I just think that people – look, I'm busy just like everybody else. I'm busy. Nah, that's not an excuse. I, I don't know anybody – hell, you're an ADA <laughs> and are running this organization. Most everybody around that table – is either a business owner or yeah. involved in something. So we're all busy. Very. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, you sleep better knowing hell. At least I tried. Yeah. If, if it doesn't work, you can say, you know what? I tried. Yes. And if you're and if we're making a difference with one young person, that's, that's enough, for, enough me. for me. I have a young man in the wheelchair and he's hard yeah. working, guys. Yeah. He is really hard. Um, He caught the bus. He apologized to me yesterday for being late because he was trying to maneuver the bus he? system. He is at least 22 years old. And wow. he's in a North Baton Rouge initiative in a welding program. Wow. So he's taking away all excuses for all young people. This is a, a young man due to gun violence, lost his ability to, to walk, but he and still has a drive yeah, to do something yeah, different. Yeah. And he showed up and he's in the North Baton Rouge initiative. And you can see him. He's welding. People are amazed <laughs> at that fact. Unfortunately, he just lost his job because of schooling. Yeah. And he came in yesterday to look for something different um but that kid is absolutely determined to not let his circumstances define who he is it's just like the mama bear over all these kids you you want to fight <laughs> do something with these yes. kids <laughs> I, I don't play i don't know how many kids. times me me and laduff have had to say oh, man you gotta calm her down yes. she does not play when it comes I to these don't kids play when it comes to my children <laughs> so listen hoop fest is coming up our community meet and greets are on the way and at some time uh, within the next week or so uh, me, you, and Captain Walker will go to Doe's to get some catfish. Yes, thank God, we're coming. Because <laughs> they had me lobbying in there the night. Look, <laughs> Doe's and the catfish. <laughs> no, it's a steakhouse, so you don't think cat. Just trust me. And the steaks are huge. There they are. But you do you you don't even eat steak, do you? I don't eat steak, but we are there because Scott is so supportive of our mission, man. He is there. He's Scott's sweating amazing. with us. He's at beat the heat. He is always there. God, quit blowing his head up. God. <laughs> George does all the work. Oh, I love you, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, AB. One more time, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at truth underscore BR, our truth BR, which will lead to our Facebook page. Are you on Twitter? I am. It's the same hash. Truce. There you go. And it's spelled like it sounds. Thanks, AB. Thanks, Clay. Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast.
Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. This is the Clay Young Show. Well, I made reference to it in the open of the show. There's a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico as we record this. A little early in the year for us to have that, too. Man. Well, hopefully when we're recording uh, episode 209, I'm telling you that this thing got on by and we came through relatively unscathed. Here's hoping the same for not just where I am here in Baton Rouge, but people across the Gulf that this thing doesn't really do any damage and that everyone who is with us on this side of the flood will be with us on the other side, this side of the hurricane, Freudian slip, will be with us on the other side of the hurricane. Here's hoping we can avoid floods. I think we're good for a while. Well, we have a thousand year flood like two years ago, three years ago. I think we're good to wait a few more years before we see anything close to that again. All right, guys, thank you for being with us. Part two with Detective Tom Lang is at least on deck for next week. Thanks again to Aisha Burgess with Truce for coming and talking with us. She does amazing work. She told you how you can follow her and the organization on social media, but also how you can get involved, whether it be boots on the ground or checks, writing checks. She'll take your cash. Trust me, <laughs> the organization will take your cash, and it's going to a great cause. You guys have a safe one. And hopefully on the other side of the hurricane, like I said, we're telling you, it was much ado about nothing. At least that's what I'm hoping as my fingers are crossed. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.